Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Hey there, great morning, great Thursday. Oh, it's Friday. It's Friday. (laughs) I think I just realized right now it's Friday. (laughs) I almost said great Thursday morning, great Friday morning, everybody. So welcome, 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 welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. And I am so happy to be hopping on here today. I'm Amy Izzo, and I am an agent in Northwest Indiana and the Chicagoland area, in case you're just meeting me for the first time. So uh, I'm super excited to be here today. Um, I see we're over 3,000 power huddlers. Yay! There's so many of us. That's super exciting. Um, and just quick reminders, you know, you can download all of these on your favorite podcast um, app. So there, I love it because I like to listen to some Agent Power Huddle while I'm driving in my mobile office. Um, and here are some of the things maybe I didn't get to see in person. And then um, on YouTube, we're on YouTube too. So, and then I know we're live on Facebook. So, hey, Facebook. <laughs> anyway, um, so we got all of that out of the way. Today, I am going to talk to you about for sale by owners. Um, so, quick, just because some of you may be getting to know me, um, I am a solo agent. Um, I've, ha- I've been a team leader in the past. I'm in the process of building a team here in Northwest Indiana and Illinois, actually building a national team. So that's pretty exciting. So I have some exciting things happening, um, but I have sold over 400 homes um, and I'm on track this year to hit just, we'll see, it's going to be close. We're, I'm going to call it 85 homes, 85 homes by the end of the year as a solo agent sold by me. Um uh, and one of my team members has sold a handful as well. In addition to that, so we'll see. We may, I may hit a hundred, but we'll see. I don't want to overcommit. <laughs> but one of my claim to fames um, in terms of my listing inventory has been for sale by owners, um, and this year especially for sale by owners has been really helpful in taking care of my buyers at the same time, because it has been tough to find the right home at the right time for our buyers. And for us, it's been a little bit more work to make sure that we have the listings that we want to have in our inventory. So, and I think that I, at least I have heard from agents for years, but especially over the last year, pretty consistently that, oh, in this market, a for sale by owner will sell themselves. And while there is some truth to that, um, and and there are some folks that will sell themselves in any market, most of that is a mindset. And how do I know that? Well, I know that because I consistently list two for sale by owners a month, regardless of the market. And I'm in my seventh year of real estate, entering my eighth um, next year. So I'm nobody special, right? I'm just focused on that as one of my um, intentional areas to obtain listings. And so I wanted to start with, it all works if you work it. You have to decide 
what it is you want to work. And if for sale by owners is one of those areas that you're curious about, or you'd like to do more with, or you'd like to try your hand at, or you definitely know you're committed to, it really just takes commitment over time versus interest, right? We can be interested in something, but being interested in something isn't a commitment. Being committed to something means we're going to do the work every day, no matter what. And we're going to see the results come from that because we stay um, committed to it. So I'm going to talk to you about my take on for sale by owners today. And I'm going to save some time for some questions at the end. And I hope to influence you and to help you um, with my chat today. So that's my goal. Um, drop in the chat for me too if you have any specific questions you want to make sure that I cover on for sale by owners. I will get to the, I will check the chat periodically. Also, don't be afraid to come on camera with me. Here I am in my office is being remodeled, so I've got some empty shelves, but I'm on camera. So don't be afraid to come on camera with me, and don't be afraid um, to just unmute and interrupt me if you have something that you want to say or a question. So um, let's, let's start with the why, right? Why for sale by owners? First of all, they're the best hand raisers ever. Um, best hand raisers ever. They, why? Because we know that they want to sell their home. They're out there trying to sell their home. Um, inventory is low, but I was talking about for sale by owners when inventory wasn't low. So I just think they're, I think they need our help in most cases. Um, and I'll tell you why I think they need our help. Let's just go to our friends at the National Association of Realtors. The NAR continues to report consistently that 93% of real estate transactions are agent assistant. 93%. So that means there's 7% of transactions out there there that are being done without or attempted to be done without an agent. Now, that may sound like a small number, but over the grand scheme of all the transactions, that's a lot of houses that need help. And the majority of the for sale by owners that do successfully sell on their own, about half is the stat, are, are done what we call closely held. So that just means they knew somebody that they sold the house to. So that still leaves half of the for sale by owners that attempt to sell their home unsuccessful in that endeavor, or they don't stay committed, they get frustrated, they get overwhelmed, and they realize they need some help too. Um, so the other thing I love about for sale by owners is most of them need to buy. There's a reason why they're selling their home and they either need to buy in the market they're selling their home or in another market. So when you are working with for sale by owners, you have an opportunity for two transactions and or you have an opportunity for to refer them out for that second transaction if they're going somewhere else. Um, you have a great referral network. All of you on here have Agent Power Huddle. You have a great referral network just right here. And I know that you have relationships with agents everywhere or through your companies, you can develop those relationships. So everybody I meet for sale by owners are no different. I'm talking to them about my national, my international really network because I can always help them with a transaction somewhere else. 
The other thing I have learned about for sale by owners is for sale by owners that list with you, they become clients for life. For life. Well, why is that? Well, because you had to really work to earn their trust. You had to overcome the reason that they were choosing to sell on their own in the first place. And while often they'll say it's about money and that I believe that that is where it starts. Usually when you dig deeper with a for sale by owner, there's some other reason besides the money that um, they are choosing to do this on their own. Often they had a bad experience or they just heard of bad experiences and they figured I could do it. How hard could it be? It's my house. I know it better than anyone, and I can save that commission. They don't know because they're not in our business. They don't know to think about all of the other places in the transaction that they could lose money. They also don't always know that they may or may not be pricing their house appropriately. And I'll say, I've seen some that are pretty good at the price, um, but we'll talk about that too. So, but most are not pricing their property appropriately and they are either overpricing their home and creating an accumulation of market time or they're underpricing their home and leaving money on the table. Okay, why else would we do FISBOs? Um, most FISBOs, I think I mentioned this, but most FISBOs end up eventually listing with an agent, even in the market we've been in. Um, often, when, except the market time's a little different now, right? So, you know, historically, right around 60 to 75 days of FISBO, you know, in my past career, past years of experience, would start to get frustrated. And there's exceptions to that. Some would get frustrated sooner than that. Um, this market has been so overwhelming that those that are having a lot of activity, but for whatever reason aren't getting the offers, are getting um, ready to list or to get some help to list in about 10 to 18 days is what I'm seeing in two states. And I am coaching a couple of agents um, that are in other markets that are seeing similar results. So I should say mentoring. So they're so seeing similar results. So I would say, you know, just to just it's just about being in tune with what that particular person's needs are and kind of where they're at. Um, okay. So, and above all else, for sale bar owners need our help. Even if they don't know they need our help, they need our help. So now my strategy with for sale bar owners has been a little different um, than a lot of people's strategies. So um, first of all, real quick mindset. You need to be prepared to court your for sale by owners. So you want to go in with a mindset of I'm going to list this and have everything prepared to list it. We have your listing presentation ready. Have your um, and I'll have your um, folder with all of your contracts in it ready. Have all your disclosures ready, right? Everything you would give on a listing appointment to a come list me. You have that with you in your car all the time, right? To take with you. It's not something I leave with, I lead with, but I walk into my forest of owner appointments with everything as if I'm going to list it. It's a mindset. But I'm prepared that I may have to go back two or three times. Okay, this is not usually a one call list. 
because we're building relationships and we're gaining trust. Now, one exception to that is if before, if after you get the forest sale by owner appointment, you drop off a pre-listing packet to them, if that's possible. So in other words, you're not going out the same day, you know, you're going out in a day or two, you drop off a pre-listing packet to them. You can work on um, kind of winning before you arrive. You can work on getting some of their questions out of the way before you arrive. So whenever you can drop off a little packet ahead of time, it shows your professional. It is an extra trip, but it also gets them a little bit familiar with you before you arrive. And it does work. Um, you need patience. You need empathy and a service mindset and a whole heck of a lot of follow up with a for sale by owner. <laughs> Often, even on the initial call to book your appointment to go out, they will tell you, I'm not going to list with you or I'm not going to list with an agent. So you just want to be ready for that. When I call a for sale by owner, my goal is to tour the home. Okay. And now that we've, um, for a little while, we weren't doing open houses, but now we are. And so I've done this open house strategy for a long time to maybe get an open house from them. Again, if you don't want to do an open house, you won't you won't leverage that. But I don't mind an occasional open house. It's a place where I can collect buyer leads um, and to kind of become the obvious choice to list with when they're ready. They may not be ready today, but when they're ready. Um, so where do you get the data for sale by owners? If you are using a service like Red X, um, you can have them pull the for sale by owners for you. You can also do pick and shovel work. When I started in the business, I didn't have any money and I wasn't making any money yet. So I was on Google looking up for sale by owners in my town, right? My town, my area, a million quadrillion ways. Someone told me uh, for sale by owners are not listed on Zillow anymore. That's not true. They are. I was just on one yesterday, um, but they're just Zillow's just making a note that they're listing it at for with permission or for it for I forget their exact words, but they're listing it's listed it on there with permission. So, but they're there. If the client knows they're there, and most of your for sale owners are listing there, you can also go on forsalebyowner.com. And then this sounds silly, but I keep my eyes peeled and I've trained my family and friends. When you see a for sale by owner sign, someone should be sending me the address of that house. I will stop and take a picture of the house. It's in my phone. And I remember I got to go figure that one out later. So I got to find that one later. So if I have time, I might knock on the door because I always have listing packets in my car. I always have information in my car, but um, usually I look up the information. I become prepared. That's how I like to do things. And then I'll call them later. Um, so just, just kind of some things to kind of get us, get us staged for the, for the, for the, uh, call to the for sale by owner. Um, before I call a for sale by owner, I prepare a little bit. I don't overanalyze, but I prepare just a little bit. So I'll look at their listing and I'll pay attention to what they're saying about their home online, right? Um, I develop an opinion about their pictures, about their comments, their marketing comments. Um, I the one thing I like when they do list it on Zillow is I they they'll say what do what do they love about the home right the, separate from their marketing comments so what is it that they're saying sometimes you can glean some information about why they might be selling um, from what they write not always but you sometimes you can so it's good to know 
Um, I do a quick and dirty CMA. You know, if I really know the neighborhood, I probably have a pretty good gut feel for it, but I'll do a quick and dirty CMA real fast, just in my system before I call them up. And I'm going to use that either way, because if I don't get them on the phone, I'm going to send them a package anyway, um, with basically just a CMA package. I'm going to do a drop off CMA package anyway, with some information about me. Hopefully that will generate a call to me. Um, but usually I get them on the phone. So I, I don't want you to feel like you're wasting your time. Like my mindset is no, the work is not going to be wasted. Um, and I write a quick follow-up email before I call them. And I record a quick follow-up video right after I hang up the phone with them. So that's kind of my process. I think process is really important because once you have a process in place, when you start doing this, it takes a little time to get your process in place. I don't care what you're doing, right? But once you know, boom, 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 these are the steps, then you just go do the steps and it gets faster and faster and doesn't take up as much of your time, but it can really become a discipline for you. Avoid analysis paralysis. You don't have to know everything um, before you call them. Now, the initial call, I'm going to try to share my screen. Um, and I'm going to talk, talk about, okay, maybe I won't share my files. Uh-oh, Google Drive. All right. Well, I may not be able to share my screen. All right. So... Full transparency, I'm on a Mac and I just got it a week ago and I promise I practiced this, but I don't, I'm having trouble sharing my screen. So I will practice that more. I'm not going to share my screen, but that's okay. I will send you the document afterwards. So you guys have the document afterwards. But a couple of things on the initial call, you are not asking for the listing. Your only goal is to set an appointment to tour the home. That's it. Now, I said your mindset is you want the listing, but you're not verbalizing that. Um, put your call reluctance in, in a box. Close it up. Lock it up. Just pick up the phone. Dial the number. They give you their phone numbers. So dial the number. Um, also, you can call them because they're advertising that they want calls to sell their home. So you can call all of them. Um, let's see. Rule of, okay, so, all right. So then I'm gonna jump, I'm gonna jump right into my script. So I'm gonna show you what a call looks like with a for sale by owner. Um, so when I call, I initially am calling to set the appointment. So my call goes like this, um, ring, ring, you know, they'll answer and I'll say, hi, this is Amy Izzo from EXP Realty. I do disclose right away that I'm a realtor, guys. The same is so for me, it's for realty and I'm calling about your house on 123 Main Street. Is that still available for sale? They'll always say yes, unless it's not. And then they'll say no. And I can congratulate them and ask them more. And, and I do try to talk to them a little bit. If they say no, I'll say, oh, wow, you got a contract on that home? <laughs> so when is it closing, right? So because I want to see if they really do have a contract. Sometimes I think they have an offer, but they have nothing in writing. So I'm not trying to trick them. I'm not questioning them. But sometimes they think they have an offer, but they don't have anything in writing. But we'll go with they say yes. They say yes. Sometimes they'll say, yes, are you a realtor? And I'll say, great, yes, I am a realtor. And I and now, guys, the other thing I should have said is before I call them, I do think about, do I have any buyers for this home? Usually we have buyers in our database for this home. And so when I do, I'll say something like, I'm working with Susie and David 
and they're looking for a great home in your neighborhood. And I'm wondering if this would be a good fit for them. Are you open to working with a buyer's agent with a qualified buyer? And I shut up. Are you open to working with a, with a buyer's agent who has a qualified buyer? You could also say, if I had a qualified buyer, would you be open to working with me? It doesn't matter. You choose the language that's comfortable for you. I have scripts, but do I change them up? Yeah, I change them up a little bit, but that's pretty much what I'm saying, right? Is your home still available for sale? Would you work with me if I brought you a buyer? Yes or no? Usually they'll say yes. Sometimes they'll say, well, what would that cost me? And I jump right in. I'm like, great. As a buyer's agent, I want them to hear that I'm representing the buyer. Because I don't want to have, a, I don't want to list with you conversation. I mean, I'm willing to have it, but I'm not trying to provoke that conversation. So I usually say, sure, as a buyer's agent, my, I typically ask for a 3% commission, typically charge a 3% commission um, when I bring an amazing offer to a homeowner. So, and I, so I just say, if I brought you an amazing offer, would you consider it? And I shut up and see what they say. Sometimes they say, well, I'm not going to list my house with you. And I say, great. I'm not asking you to list with me. I'm looking for a house for Susie and David. The inventory is low right now. And a home like yours would be a great fit for them. And I don't want them to miss it because they're a highly qualified buyer. When could I come by to see if the home is a fit for Susie and David? And I shut up, see what they say. Usually they'll say, they'll give, they'll, they'll say when I can come by or another better way to say that might be, um, I could come by Monday at 11 or Tuesday at two, which, which do you prefer? Or you could say, I like to come by in, in the evenings, but I also have some mornings available. What would work better for you? Whatever is comfortable for you, however you run your business. So for me, I go on appointments in the afternoons and evenings. I usually don't go on morning appointments. So I would always be offering them a couple of afternoon or, or an afternoon and evening time slot, right? So sometimes they'll say, is your commission negotiable? And I'll say, of course, right? Because we know that commission is negotiable. And usually I'll ask them for more than I want anyway. So they don't know that, but I know that. So if you don't want three and you want four, ask for four. Ask for three and a half. If you're happy, I know that I'm good in my market. Most Vizbos are going to pay me two and a half to three. So I usually start around 3% and I usually get it or two and a half. So I always say, of course, let's do this. Let me take a look at the house and see if it's a fit. And then if it is a fit, we can set up a time for me to bring out Susie and David and we can revisit commission at that time. How's that sound? I'm not dangerous. I'm not cornering them. I'm not hurting them. Um, usually I get the appointment. My goal was what? To get the appointment. That was it. I'm calling. Can I, is your house available for sale? I have someone. Can I come and see it? Now, what if you don't have Susie and David, right? You don't want to lie, right? So I'll say what I use, I always have a database of buyers. So I'll, so I'll, what I'll say instead is, um, They'll say, yes, my home is still available. And I'll say, great. I'm taking a look at homes in your area. 
to see if they're a fit for any of my buyers in my database. I'll even sometimes use the number. I'll look like, okay, I have 200 buyers in my database, right? People shopping on my website, looking for homes, right? So I have about 200 people looking for homes in my database. I'd love to come out and take a look at it. Can I come out uh, Friday at six or Saturday at 9 a.m.? What works better for you? And I get the appointment. That's all I care about. I get the appointment. Now, when I get to the house, I treat it in my head like a listing appointment. Uh, so what are the things you want to do in a listing appointment? We want to build rapport, right? We want to build rapport. So I want to build rapport. I want to earn their trust. I, we want to know their motivation to sell. Why are they selling this house? Where are they going? Right? I don't do all that on the phone with them. I do it when I get there. People love me in person. And I like people better in person. I don't like to be on the phone. I hate making phone calls. I'll do it. But I don't like it. Anybody join me on that? Right? Right. Yeah. Come on. Be honest. Two hands. I really hate it. So, okay. But I do it. So I'd rather talk to them then. So when I'm, so I meet them, I'm like, hi, I'm Amy. Thank you so much for having me out. You know, and the I, first thing I'll do, I have my folder in my hand, which they don't know what's in my folder, right? What's in my folder? Listing contracts, information about me, a listing presentation, all the fun stuff, disclosures. I keep that closed. They don't know what's in there. So I just say, oh, can I set this down? I find a place like a table, just like I would do for a listing appointment. And I set all my stuff down. So I want to take control, right? I want to be in control, but I want them to feel like they're in control. So when they open the door and they let me in, I'm like, oh, great. So nice to meet you. Oh, can I set my stuff down here? Great. Okay. Would you give me a tour of the home? I want them to tour me. I don't want to tour by myself because I want to talk to them. So I want to ask them questions. What are things you would ask people if you were just meeting them for the first time on a listing appointment where you know it's not a come list me, like they're interviewing you. Like I ask them, hey, tell me why you're selling the property. Hey, where are you going? When you get a great offer on this property, where are you going? Right? Who's helping you with that move? Why do I care about their move? Even if I don't get the listing, I would love to help them move. And I've had that happen. I've had sale owners sell their own home and hire me to buy. I'm cool with that. That was worth the drive over, right? Anybody be sad about that? No, right? So I build rapport with them um, and I go through the normal questions that you guys would go through on a listing appointment. Um, and then I already know this, but I ask them like, how long has it been on the market? Now I wanna get to their pain points. How did you come to your price? What's your traffic been like? If they tell me, and I, I play, the next thing I say, or I ask them, it's all asking, asking, asking. Depends on what they say to me. If they say they've had a lot of traffic, and I know it's been on the market seven or eight days, I'll say, wow, have you received any offers? No. Oh, why do you think that is? You know, how many of those buyers brought you a pre-approval? Did, how did you know they were qualified? Like, I'm coming from curiosity. If you're afraid you're going to offend, you can say, out of curiosity, how many of them were qualified and how did you know, right? This tells you what people are doing. It allows you to give them advice. I'll always say, is it okay if I give you some advice? Because I realize that I'm not representing them. I'm just here to see the home for Susie and David or for my buyer pool, right? So I'm just trying to make friends. I will typically ask them, how long do you plan to sell this home on your own before you decide to list with an agent? Always ask them that. I'm not saying list with me, but I'm always asking them that. I always ask them for a copy of their seller's disclosures. 
And I love it when I'm in a state where there's a lot of disclosures, like in Illinois, there's so many disclosures. You got to have a radon, you got to have all this stuff. They don't know. Most don't know. So I love it because they're like, first of all, most don't even know what the seller's disclosures are. And they're like, I don't have those. By the way, I will give them a set of disclosures blank as a courtesy while I'm there. Add value, serve. It will not go wrong for you. Will you get every listing? No, I list about 80% of the FISBOs I meet. 20% don't like me, love me, trust me, want to list with me. So sad for them. They made a poor decision. I'm a great agent. So are you. Okay. That's the attitude, right? Does it hurt my feelings? Yeah. For about 30 seconds. And I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for him. So, but if you come from contribution, it will come back to you. I promise it will come back to you. So, so I always ask them those questions. Also, if I'm clearly not going to be able to get the listing while I'm there, because I always look for a place where I can try to get the listing. If it's clear to me that I'm not going to get the listing while I'm there, I leave the door open. So if I'm looking at it for a buyer and I think I can bring a real buyer back, I make that appointment. That's the next step. I make that appointment to bring the real buyer back. Um, and, and it's okay. Like I'll just set the appointment. Even if I don't, don't know what my buyer schedule is, that's okay. Because that gives me another reason to call these folks back and see, I'm really working for them. Right. Um, but if I don't, then I'll say, here's what I'm going to do. I, here's the things I love about your home. Um, here's some, I always say, can I give you my opinion, some advice? Yes. Great. I give them my opinion and advice. And I always say, I'm going to go vet this against my buyer pool. And I'm going to see what I can uncover for you. So do me a favor while I do And I always say, I'm going to leave you the seller disclosure. Would you do me a favor? If you wouldn't mind, when you're re- when you feel you're ready to list your home, I hope you sell it on your own. That's what I tell you. I hope you sell it on your own. But if you don't and you feel like you're going to call an agent, would you be open to calling me back and give me an opportunity to tell you what I could do for you? Sometimes that question, guys, leads to a conversation right there. Sometimes they just go, yeah, yeah, I'd be willing to do that. It just depends on what, how they're feeling, where they're at. And I'll say, great. And you know what? I'd like to give you a call and follow back up with you and let you know, one, if I have anybody I can bring to you, and two, just see how it's going. When you have questions through this process, I want you to call me. I want to be your resource. Can we do that? They might go like, what's in it for you? I'm just trying to come from a place of service. That's it. Now, I know I'm, I'm at my time, but if, if you all can hang out, I will talk about the open house really quick. So, and if you can't catch it on the replay, sorry, Zach, I'm going to go real fast. It's a little longer. Catch it on the replay if you got to, if you got to log off. Okay. Um, and I did see an open house question. So uh, if they're, so if they're truly not going to list with me and that appointment, and I leave all the doors open to follow up. Before I leave, I'll say to them, hey, can I tell you about one thing I'm really great at? You know, and they're like, yeah, okay. Well, I'm a marketer with a real estate license, right? I know how to market and bring traffic to your home. What if I offered to do an open house for you? You don't have to list your property with me, but what if I offered to do an open house for you just to bring you some more traffic? And if I bring you a buyer through the open house, would you would you pay me that cooperating compensation? Would you pay me that 3% we talked about? Because we've already talked about commission, right? So this is not a new conversation. So they usually look at me puzzled. And sometimes they'll say, well, how would that work? And so then I'll explain, well, we would prep together for the open house and here's what I would do. And um, if you're open to it, I would like to put it on my MLS for one day. Now, the way you guys do this, the mechanics will be different in your market, but I can do a one day listing in my MLS, 
right? Just for the open house. So sometimes they're not comfortable with that because it feels like a listing. So I'll say, well, we have options. So if you agreed, we would, what we would do is sit down and plan the open house together. I would tell you the options. I would market it. I would bring the traffic through. I would keep track of all the buyers from the open house. I would give you a report. The only thing I ask you to do is clean your house and leave, <laughs> right? Like you, I'll come a half hour before you get the heck out of Dodge. I'll run the open house. I'll call you when I'm done. We'll regroup. I'll let you know how it went. Um, and then, then usually the question comes, why would you do that? And I'll say, hey, because it's a win-win. You're trying to sell your house and you need traffic and exposure. And in this market, and I can say this to almost everybody, in this market, it should have been sold by now. The fact that it's still in the market tells me you're not getting enough exposure. I'm the exposure girl. However, there's only one house. So if I can bring 10 or 12 or 25 people to your home, you choose the numbers you use, right? Then all those other buyers are mine. And that's the win-win. The win is I'm going to generate buyer leads and you're going to get a buyer for your home. That's the win. Are you in? Most of the time they agree. And if they don't, they're like, I want to think about it. I don't get no's. I get, oh, I want to think about it. I don't know if I want an open house. Okay. So, and I also, and I'll kind of plan a seed too, if they don't want a bunch of people in their house, which I was seeing a little bit last year and I'm not seeing as much right now, um, but it still could come up if they don't want a bunch of people in their house. And I'll say, I'll plant the seed that, Hey, do virtual open houses and open houses with all my listings. So I'd love to tell you about that sometime. And I leave, <laughs> I leave, like I wrap it up, I leave the door open and I leave. Um, liability around doing an open house. If you're not the listing agent, you, there are, there's always a way to get permission in your market to do the open house. So I would go direct to the managing broker with that and say, Hey, I've got a FISBO opportunity. They don't want to list. They just want me to run an open house. What do we need to do to keep all of us whole along the way? Cause I'm going to go do this open house. I always say we're re realtors. We're entrepreneurial, right? We're like we're like water. We follow the path of least resistance, but we want to do it clean and legally. So always. So when I first started doing this, that's what I did in two states. I went to my managing broker and I learned what I would need to do. And so you know, there's a form I have to have signed in my two states um, that basically gives me permission. There's a one-day listing opportunity in one state that's not in the other that I serve. Um, so I just like knew those options, learned them. And then I just taught them to my client and that that's what I do. Um, so I haven't, and I haven't, I've been doing it for years. So I haven't had any issues, um, but I would always check with your managing broker. So I hope that helps. So here's what I'm going to do. Zach, I'm going to get you the link to all my FISBO scripts and questions that I went over today. And that way we can make them available to everybody that wants them. Yes, you'll help me with that. Okay. Here's what I have to say. I'm going to wrap up. I'm five minutes over. I'm so sorry. I'll get better at this, Zach. <laughs> um, you can take all the time you need. Go list some Fizbos, guys. They're free. They're out there. They just take a little um, blood, sweat, and tears, right? So a little bit of, not too much blood, but a little bit of sweat and tears, a little sweat equity. But go list some. Don't be afraid. Go make some friends. Um, I didn't have time to tell stories, but I have people that hire me, people that don't hire me. I have people that just buy with me. I've double-ended a lot of these. Often you have a buyer in your database for these homes. You just don't know it because you're not looking at it. When you start looking at it, you're suddenly matching buyers to homes. Now you're double ending these. So, um, and I, again, you want to do what's right in your state. So I have to keep saying that. Oh, your state, make sure you have dual agency. But if not, then just do it right. So you can represent the one side. Um, at any rate, I love you guys. You're awesome. Go listen to Fizbos. Have a great day.
If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.